1: All right, welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz Ken Wentworth. And we have a treat for you this week, and we have a guest, and we're going to talk about something that for sure we have never talked about in our four and a half years of doing the show. And uh, we're going to talk about being schmaltzy. And not only being schmaltzy, we're going to be schmaltzy to create, cultivate newfound success. If that doesn't pique your interest, then I don't know what will. Okay, so <laughs> this week's guest is none other than Mr. Tony Schmaltz. Tony, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ken. Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So we're so here's here's how we're gonna lay this out, guys. So we're gonna talk to Tony, obviously, talk about his journey and some of the things that he's done over his career and his entrepreneurial journey. Um, but we're gonna talk specifically in this third segment about being schmaltzy. To cultivate that newfound success, and so that's one of the things that uh, Tony specializes in as a life coach. And so, let's get into it, Tony. What, t- talk to us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and how you've come to create the Schmaltz Empire. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, really, really, for me, it started started when I was a little kid. I mean, I wasn't necessarily an entrepreneur back then, but I, I I learned a good work ethic young at a young age. I had my first paper out at eight years old. I had two of them by the time I was ten. I started working at a horse farm by the time I was 13. So, well, all the rest of my friends were out playing and goofing around. I was I was either playing sports or I was I was working somewhere. Fast forward a few years, and uh, shortly after meeting my wife, I decided that you know, well, we're raising a family that I did not want to be working for somebody else, and I knew that wasn't going to get us the lifestyle that we really really desired. And so, I started searching into different things. Um, the first few did not do so well, (laughs) I will admit, uh, I started doing a drop shipping website. The problem was I didn't know how to build a website. (laughs) So there was, um, I started uh, getting into real estate a little bit. And and even though the first ventures with that didn't work out so well, I got back into it years later. Uh, the one that actually did kind of take off was we, we became sellers on Amazon and did really well with that for a while. Unfortunately, I didn't pay attention to some of the smaller stuff, and I uh, got into a trademark battle that, where somebody else came up with literally the same brand name as me, trademarked it, whereas I didn't, and Amazon pulled my listing, and there went oh. there went a good five figure monthly income out of the, out the window.
1: Oh man,
0: yeah.
2: So from there, I kind of uh, we we took a huge loss on that because we had we had a lot out on credit, and that was okay. It was a good lesson. I mean, I may actually get back into that at some point. Um, from there, I kind of took a break from the the side gig. It was still side gig at that point, and I just focused on my career a little bit. I was I started coaching little league, um, but I always knew in the back of my mind that I didn't want to keep working for somebody else. Uh, about two and a half years ago, my my wife and I got moved down to uh, Florida from Seattle area. Uh, the company a company hired me, brought me down, paid for the move, the whole shebang. Shortly thereafter. Uh, we, we survived Hurricane Michael. That Category 5 Hurricane Michael hit us head on. We, we rode out all five hours of that 150-plus 150, mi- 150 plus mile an hour winds. Through that journey, it opened my eyes back up, You know, seeing all the companies that were destroyed, seeing my company that was destroyed, my employer, that that's, again, not where I wanted to be. And so I've been a leader throughout my entire career, uh, managing, leading people, growing people. And so at that point, it was when I hired myself, my own coach, and to help grow myself and develop myself and within a couple months after that I started my own practice and
1: I've never looked back. It's it's been an absolute blast and I'm having so much fun with it. Wow, what a journey. So interesting thing I want to find out. So with all these other different things you did as a side gig and and by the way, this is this is perfect, especially for this show because I love the fact that you're very transparent. You tried a bunch of different things, some didn't work out, and that's okay. And I think people need to hear that. You know, and you know this, especially with what you do now, the internet and social media is filled with all these glorious pictures. And if you didn't know any better, you would assume that every person who's an entrepreneur makes you know ten million dollars a year because of the pictures and some of the things that are portrayed. And I think it's important for people to see because you know, failing is part of an entrepreneurship. I mean, it's just part of the gig. It's it's going to be part of that. But my question is. Aside from that, what was your primary your primary job your full time job while you're doing these things on the side? I'm just curious.
2: Yeah, no worries. Uh, so I've been in quality assurance most of my life. I was okay. in the aerospace world for the first twenty years of that, and actually was probably the one of the one of the youngest quality managers in the aer- in the Pacific Northwest area uh, subcontractor to Boeing. Thirty years old, I had worked my way up from uh, from entry level to quality manager, don't have a college degree. So that was a big, big feat at the time. Sure. Uh, so I stayed in quality management, most of, most of my career. And then here I, I actually got into supplier quality versus quality management. And the main reason for that was more so just to get the move. We, we our, my wife and I, we wanted to change our three girls were grown and moved out. Our son was transitioning from grade school to middle school. We're like, Hey, if we're going to do it. Now's the time this opportunity presented itself. And here we are. So quality management. So I have some process background, which really helps a lot during the entrepreneurial journey.
1: Sure. Yeah, no, I can imagine. No, so I can't even imagine the, um, for lack of a better term, the culture shock. So you're in Seattle and then you get to Florida, right? Obviously in Seattle, no tropical storms, no hurricanes, nothing like that. And then all of a sudden you go down to Florida and it's like, holy crap, what the heck is this crap? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well,
2: and it was even prior to the storm, it was a shell shock because we came from big city living down to small town living here in Panama city where it's, it's literally everyone kind of knows everybody. Everyone's friendly to everybody where, you know, you're in the big city and it's not, it's not quite as warm and welcoming. Uh, And then again, like you said, to come in and, two months after we move here just to get blasted by a category five hurricane. Everyone's like, well, we told you so. <laughs> Come on guys. We still love it down here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Well, and, and even, I love the fact, well, I don't love the fact that you had to go through it, but the trademark battle, I, it's another thing. It's one of those lessons that a lot of times people don't think about it or they just don't know and think about intellectual property. And it, it's, it's near and dear to my heart because I had that. Thankfully got the guidance from uh, an attorney friend of mine a couple of years ago and uh, literally after a 15-month uh, you know, uh, challenging situation, we finally got the, uh, uh, got the trademark for Mr. Biz. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got initially rejected and things, but people don't think about intellectual property. And the way my attorney friend, when he was telling me, as we were growing our social media, the business was growing, and the Mr. Biz thing just took off, and uh, we were at lunch, and he said, well, you had that trademark, right? And I said, no, why would I do that? And he goes, oh, well, yeah, don't do that. Just wait for some. You build it up really big. Someone else will trademark it, and they'll give you a cease and desist letter. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's exactly what happened to me. Right.
1: That's what I was, was going to say. Yeah.
2: Built it up real big, and then and then they they sent a cease and desist through Amazon to me from a third so third party. Oh. Uh, fortunately, I learned my lesson, and B Schmalti is currently in the
1: trademark process. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I love to hear that. Well, well, hey, you know, it's part of entrepreneurship, right? You're you're gonna yep. you're gonna fall. You're gonna get knocked down, but you keep getting up, and and you obviously. Through the the journey that you shared with us, you you got knocked down a few times, and yep. you kept getting up. And I love the fact I love bringing this up every time someone who's on the show mentions it. A paper route. I, I literally the the last show we did, uh, our guest mentioned that she was a paper route. She she delivered newspapers, and I'm like, you know what? I wonder how many people listening out there have no idea what that even means because I did the same thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's a good way to start i mean it's when you're when you're young growing up in the 70s and 80s it's one of the few things you can do at that age you know right
1: yeah and it was tough for me you know uh i lived in a really hilly area so <laughs> mowing lawns wasn't much of an option for me either because my you know parents are like you're gonna, you're gonna chop off your foot you can't you know <laughs> go on these hills and things with a lawnmower so well this week we're talking guys with tony schmaltz Uh, You can find out more at
0: tonyschmaltz.com, that's S-C-H-M-A-L-T-Z.com. Are you ready to automate your business? Automation is the key to scaling a business and building wealth. It's also one of the most difficult things for a small business owner to do on their own. If you're looking for help with automation, Pulse Technology CRM can help. We have an exclusive offer for Mr. Biz Nation. We will build everything for free, even if it's a sophisticated funnel. Visit ThePulseSpot.com forward slash MrBiz for this exclusive offer.
1: If you find listening to Mr. Biz Radio is helpful, imagine having live access to not only Mr. Biz, but also five other trusted business experts. It's true, you can have live access to your very own CFO, plus a business attorney, a website and digital marketing expert, a sales and growth guru, a financing professional, and a customer experience master. Visit MrBizSolutions.com to learn more. Join MrBizNation at MrBizSolutions.com.
0: Check out both of MrBiz's national best-selling books, Pathway to Profits and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's MrBiz. All right, welcome back to MrBiz Radio. With me, MrBiz, Ken Wentworth.
1: Business owners out there, are you tired of waiting 60 plus days for customers to pay invoices? If so, invoice financing through Porter Capital can provide cash flow help in as little as 24 hours. To get the working capital you need when you need it, visit PorterCap.com forward slash Mr. Biz. That's PorterCap.com forward slash Mr. Biz. All right, it is time for the Mr. Biz tip of the week. And this week's tip is. You guys have heard me mention this term, and it's a term I use all the time. Consistent perseverance forges your path to endless achievement. We talked about it, actually, uh, ironically enough, in the first segment. Uh, at the end of the first segment, uh, with Tony's journey of getting knocked down and continuing to get up, that's what consistent perseverance is, is is you know that proverbial getting knocked down seven times and getting up eight. I've mentioned it so many times on the show before, how important that is. And I think that is really, honestly, what separates successful entrepreneurs from people who maybe aren't as successful. And that's not just entrepreneurs. That could be in life as well. Life is going to knock you down. I don't care how smart you are, how strong you are. I don't care what all those different things. You are going to hit some challenges in life. That's just part of life. It's okay. Keep getting up consistently persevere and you will have success and achieve things that you never believed you could. So that is the Mr. Biz tip of the week. So let's get back into talking with Mr. Tony Schmaltz. So love to hear the journey, loved, uh, glad you're through it, right? You survived all these trials and tribulations and bumps in the road. But I love to hear that because I think, you know, that again, just shows that consistent perseverance as I mentioned, and it, it, for the listeners out there listening that say, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could do this, especially with the pandemic, right? Some people out there may be saying, I don't know, man, is it time to pull the plug? Maybe this isn't working out. Uh, I think it's great for them to hear. There are people that are super successful that have been through those, those bumps in the road and kept going and now are super successful. So I appreciate you sharing that, Tony. Tell us a little bit more now about what you do now.
2: Yeah. So, so what I do now is uh, you know, like I said, I'm a life, life business and success, success coach. Um, but really mostly what I do is I help people get out of their own heads. Um, when I'm talking to a prospect, I don't necessarily present it that way. You know, I when I talk to prospects, they're thinking that you know, or I present that I'm going to help their business grow by X percentage or help them uh, increase their sales by this. However, when we actually get into it, it's really most people it's in their heads. You talked about. Uh, consistent perseverance just now. And you talked about how when you get knocked down, you got to get back up. It's it's those things where people let their mind get in the way. They get knocked down and they think, oh, nope, time to pull the plug. I'm done. Forget about it. So when I'm working with clients, I'm really, that's what I'm doing. I'm really helping them get over their fears, find the courage, get out of their comfort zone and really start doing the things, taking the actions that are really going to make the difference in their business and help them and their businesses grow along the way.
1: It's interesting. So, yeah, I mean, the consistent perseverance thing, I think, is very uh, common theme amongst, especially entrepreneurs, but even people in your career, things like that. I had, uh, you know, how much of that is also, Tony, you know, you mentioned it perfectly, right? Get out of your own head, I think is great because so often our own thoughts, you know, your, your thoughts control so much of what you do and the actions you take or don't take. And, you know, I had a guy in my corporate career who worked in our department. And he used self-deprecating humor all the time. Um, It was almost like going back to like Friends, you know, the Chandler Bing type of thing, right? Um, (laughs) For those who used to watch uh, Friends. (laughs) And I told him, I said, you know, I honestly think that that's holding you back because if you're saying those things outwardly, I can't imagine what your inner voice is saying. And I said, "You're, you're the most intelligent person on our whole, you know, this giant team we have, seven cities of people and all this other stuff. I said, I think you're the most intelligent person but I think your own self-deprecating thoughts are are really holding you back. I mean, how often do you see that type of thing?
2: Yeah. And, and no, you're, you're hitting the nail right on the head. And one of the things I actually did a video uh, just a couple of days ago on this, and that I usually cover with my clients in the first session or two is is integrity. And when I talk about integrity, you know, everyone thinks, oh, I've got integrity. My, my boss can count on me. My partner can count on me. My family can count on me. But how is your integrity with yourself? And that's, that's a big piece that I cover with a lot of clients because you you think about it. Like you were just talking about the, the guy that was beating himself up or joking about his own himself. It's like, how's the integrity with yourself? So how, what, how, what, are, what is your inner voice saying? Like, for example, when it comes to your business, you know, you told yourself, I was going to reach out to 10 people today, but you know, I got lazy and I only reached out to two. So are you really in integrity with yourself? Or personally, I was going to start working out tomorrow and oh, I put it off, I sat down and watched Netflix instead. So it, it's it's those things to be authentic and to really grow personally will help you grow professionally, but you got to start with yourself and you got to have that personal integrity, regardless of how good your integrity is with everybody else. And, and your inner voice is part of that. What are you telling yourself? Are you telling yourself that you're no good, that you're not going to make it, or that you're making cracking jokes about yourself? Or are you telling yourself that, you know what? I don't care how many times I fall. I'm going to keep getting back up. I'm going to have that consistent perseverance and I'm going to make this happen.
1: Yeah, I think that's key. I think that's key. So tell us a little bit more. You alluded to it a little bit, and you mentioned, you know, talking about the the self-integrity or integrity with yourself. Um, what's it look like? So if someone out there says, you know, I might need some help with this. What's it look like when someone works with you, Tony? Well,
2: well I'm kind of a no holds bar kind of guy. So if if <laughs> if you, if we'll assign tasks at the end of each session, and some of those are personal, some of those were professional, for and I'll ask clients, what, what they want to improve on over from this session to the next. Hey, what is one thing you want to do? What's one of your goals between now and then? And I'll use the exercise example. I'll want that when somebody will say, okay, I'm going to go take a 15 minute walk around the neighborhood every day between now and our next session. And so if we get there and we sit in front of then they sit in front of me that next week and they say, well, I only did one day this week and I'll just sit there and I'll, I'll ask them why. And I'll let them pine on it for a while. Let them pine on it. And before you know, they're beating themselves up. But <laughs> not that I necessarily want that either. But they're starting to realize that it's it's all about them, their action. I, I'm not – they are the ones. You are the right. one. Uh, nobody's coming to save us. You know, We have to do this for ourselves. I mean, I can stand here and, and help you or try to help you as much as I can. But ultimately, you have to take the action. And so we have to let let these guys understand that that is about, it's about them. They have to take the action. We can give guidance, but if they don't take the action the, from the guidance we give them, then, then we're just spinning wheels.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's funny. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's funny. I, I pass out homework as well uh, to my clients. And I, I don't know if you've ever had this happen, Tony. So I've had, I have well, one in particular client who probably 50% of the time we have a set meeting right? It's uh, the, I think it's the third Tuesday of every month. 50% of the time I'll hear from him on the prior, the Monday prior, the day before, and he'll say, Hey, I need to push this back, blah, blah, blah. And then when we finally had the meeting, you know, a few days later or the next week, whenever it might be, I'll say, you didn't have your homework done, did you? And I'll hear a dead silence and there's a laugh. Yeah, but I got it done now. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> so- if you have an opportunity, one of the things I cover with my clients upfront is Steve Chandler's audio. That's uh, agreement versus uh, expectation. And so, at the end of the beginning of, of a coaching client, I will make sure that we know, we come to an agreement versus an expectation, so that they understand that we've agreed you're going to get these things done, and we agree that you're you will not reschedule more than I think. I it depends on how many sessions I've scheduled with these guys, but not more than twice within say a twelve session program.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, well, like I said, I think people get into that procrastination, and and by the way, you know, I'm sure you feel the same way. These guys are running businesses, not to make excuses for them. It's all about priorities, right? Life's about priorities, and you make time for what's important to you, and so you have to make make sure that these things are important to you. Uh, This week, we're talking with Tony Schmaltz. Uh, Find out more at TonySchmaltz.com. You can follow him on Facebook, Instagram. He also has a YouTube channel. would highly encourage you to follow him on social media. He shares a bunch of content, as you just mentioned. Come back after the break. We're going to talk about tips on being schmaltzy.
2: Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit CheckOffYourList.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like
0: social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at checkoffyourlist.com or call 888-262-1249 to
2: see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live.
1: Thank you for listening to Mr. Biz Radio. Did you know our show airs seven days a week for more than 30 hours now? If you are in the B2B space and would like to reach thousands of business owners every week, including our more than 250,000 social media followers, our thousands of daily internet radio listeners, our email list fans, and Mr. Biz Solutions members, email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com to become a sponsor. Tap into Mr. Biz Nation to help grow your business.
0: To submit questions to the show, email them to info at Mr.BizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz.
1: All right, welcome back to the show. Do you ever, business owners out there, do you lack the cash flow needed to expand your business, but maybe you don't quite meet the qualifications of a traditional bank loan? If so, invoice financing with Porter Capital can help you get the working capital you need when you need it. Visit portercap.com forward slash Mister Biz to apply for a free quote today. All right, the moment we have all been waiting for Um, we want to find out how to be schmaltzy. And and so not only how to be schmaltzy, but how to be schmaltzy and and cultivate that, that untapped success that's within all of us that maybe we're just not reaching. So Tony, how can we do better to be schmaltzy? All right. Well,
2: before I get into that, I admit, I I, I fumbled a little bit through that last segment because I usually intertwine being schmaltzy in that. And so here we are talking about it. So, Quick, quick history about how this came to be, because I know we're short on time. Uh, being Schmaltzy went goes way back to my high school days. When I was 17 years old, I went, did an exchange program to Germany. And so when I was over there, I was over there for a month with the host family. Of course, I was a teenage guy. I was hitting on all the girls over there and everything. And <laughs> the guys over there started calling me Schmalzi. I thought it was just a play on my last name. I had no idea what, that there was an actual meaning behind it. So they kept calling me Schmalzi. Hey, Schmalzi, Schmalti. So the next year my host brother over there came and visited back in the States again. And we, we chatted and he started calling me schmaltzy. I'm like, Marcus, why are you calling me that? He's like, we never told you. He's like, cause you had the cheesiest pickup lines of anybody out there. It was just the worst <laughs> joke of everybody. <laughs> so I looked it up. So the German definition of schmaltzy literally means to be overly sappy or cheesy, like a joke is cheesy. And so that was, that was where that started. Well, fast forward to, you know, just about a, about a few months ago. And I just, I woke up, I woke up one one morning, uh, dreaming after a dream about that time. And I, at the time I would really been looking for what separates me from other life and business coaches. Cause there's so many of them out there, you know, what's, what's my message. Sure. And I woke up one morning and I'm like schmaltzy. That's it. I mean, my wife and I are two goofy people. I mean, we'll be ones that be at a serious moment in the living room. Everyone's reading and one of us will go dancing through the middle and not even care. You know, we're just really that it schmaltzy really defines us. And so to be schmaltzy is really that it, to, for most people being sappy, overly sappy or cheesy doesn't come naturally. It means they have to get out of their comfort zone. Most people are afraid what people are going to think. So they don't want to be cheesy or sappy. They don't. And that means usually not being themselves. So being schmaltzy and the be schmaltzy movement is all about getting you out of your comfort zone. And it's about stop the people pleasing, stop worrying about what other people are thinking and just be you. It doesn't matter if it's cheesy or not cheesy, but be you. And so part of that, part of what we start with is to break down that fear, that fear of people pleasing, that that comfort zone. And so first thing I usually have my clients do, like I you mentioned, we we, we both assign tasks at the end of a session. I usually assign a some business tasks and then a schmaltzy task. I call, I actually call them schmaltzy tasks. And so (laughs) usually, usually the first session is from now until our next session, minimum, I want you to start brushing your teeth with your opposite hand. So, so something just to, just to get you uncomfortable. It's not, it's not dangerous. It's not going to hurt anything, but it gets you out of your comfort zone. So the next one usually is something, something, something along the lines of, Hey, I want you to find the brightest, loudest, funniest shirt you have t-shirt and I want you to walk into your office or walk into the grocery store, whatever's going to make them the most uncomfortable, but again, not in a dangerous way. Mm-hmm. That's really how we start with the beach being schmaltzy is we start breaking down that wall of people pleasing or comfort levels that you've been stuck with. And when you combine those with normal business activities that most coaches teach, I've seen faster results because they're they're If they stick to doing the, the schmaltzy tasks, they're breaking down that fear that may take a little longer with some other people they're working with.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. And I've, I've heard, and I've actually done it as well. The uh, the brushing your teeth with the opposite hand. And I love the fact it's gotta be super impactful because that gets people. First of all, your client probably goes, you know, they probably walk out and go or or get off the phone with you or zoom or whatever it may be and say, man, what am I paying this guy for? Like (laughs) that's, that's what you got for me. And right. then they get two or three days into it and all of a sudden I'm sure the light bulb goes off and they go, I get it. And now they trust you with future tasks and now they get more comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. Right.
2: Right. And it's funny. So it, it and we. it, Usually the schmalti come out of whoever that client is. I mean, the ones I'm I'm giving you now are just examples of some mm-hmm. go-to ones if I don't come up with something else. One of the other favorites is to have somebody take a different path, different drive to work or their office or, or the grocery store. Go a different way. Yeah, I know it's probably a longer way, but go somewhere different. You know, start paying attention to what's around you. Look at what's around you that you've not seen before. You're like, oh, man, I didn't even know there was a fire station there. You know, things like that. I was on another show last month where I had the, uh, we were on a live, uh, live video feed zoom. And this, this woman, the host was in her office and she admitted to me that she had OCD. And throughout the latter part of the show, I had her take a sign that she had sitting right next to her head in her office. And I said, okay, now move that six inches to the left. And she fought me tooth and nail. But by (laughs) the end of the show, she had moved that. And then a week later, she sent me a picture. She says, I haven't moved it back yet. And it's driving me nuts, but it's there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that it's it's a great exercise. Anything like that, because again, it gets people. Uh, the what I would imagine is what you see with folks is, again, it gets them comfortable being uncomfortable. But they also, I think, would be the valuable part of it is they see that getting out of your comfort zone, you, you're not you don't get hurt, mm-hmm. right? Brushing your your yep. your teeth with your opposite hand, sure, it's going to be awkward at first, and it's going to take you a while. But then all of a sudden your are uncomfortable becomes comfortable because you get more used to it, right? After several days of doing that, of brushing your teeth a few times a day with that opposite hand, all of a sudden you start to get better at it, and now you're not uncomfortable. Now you're like, honestly, you probably are like, yeah, I'm kind of a badass. I can brush my teeth with either hand. I'm a ambidextrous <laughs> right. toothbrusher, right? <laughs> right, right. And
2: that's it. And that's it. It's 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 not just you're you're you telling yourself that you can do just about anything, but it's also training your brain to do things that are more difficult, and and that's that's a challenge for a lot of people. Uh, The other one that I really enjoy uh, having people do is sing. And I don't mean like walk into somewhere and, and start singing or go out and sing karaoke. But I mean, if you're driving down the road, you know, if you're if you're not already listening to an audible or something like that, crank the radio up to your favorite music that you like to belt out and belt it out. Most people are afraid what people are going to look at them. Who cares? They're in a car next to you. You're probably never going to see them again. They're never going to see you again. Just let it fly. Crank it up. Sing as loud as you can. It gets the endorphins going. It gets the breathing going. I mean, it just makes you feel good. And you stop worrying about what other people think.
1: Coach Tony, I got to tell you, just, you know, along the lines of what you just mentioned, I don't know if you know this and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, put you through it right now, but uh, Robert Plant, the lead singer of Led Zeppelin and I, uh-huh. we, we sound exactly like just, really? just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. When I, <laughs> when I'm in my, when I'm on my truck, I mean, we sound like we're just spot on. I mean, I put my, my finger on my ear, just like the professional singers do. You know, I'm, I'm right on, man. I'm right. right. on. Right. <laughs> you got to belt it out though. That's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun. And so that's, that's really what being, schmalt- being schmaltzy is all about. It's, it's let your inner inner sappiness out, let your cheese out, let your fear go of pleasing somebody else and, and stop worrying about what other people think, conquer that fear, do the hard things and and do it by baby steps. I mean, it, Steve Chandler likes to say, he's like, do it slow, do it a little at a time. Just make sure you do
1: it. Mm-hmm. Creating those micro habits. I love I get, it. Yep. I love it. I love it. Well, I would guess too, uh, as a, as a, a, a girl dad, but even just a dad in general, it, it, hopefully it's easier being schmaltzy for dads, you know, as we embarrass the crap out of our kids, right?
2: <laughs> it's easier now. Uh, I will admit that when my, I had, I all three of the girls were teenagers at the same time. Uh, so I had a rough time during that
1: time because I am a way overprotective father when it comes to my girls.
2: So. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, I've got three girls. I've got three girls as well. I absolutely get that. But I also enjoy embarrassing the crap out of them. So, you know, that's, that's always fun as well. But uh, we've been talking this week with Tony Schmaltz Again, he's a life and business coach. He talks, he's talks. he been talking to us about how to be schmaltzy. I think the, the the some of the things he shared have been super powerful. Go out to TonySchmaltz.com, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Tony, I really, really, really appreciate you coming on the show. It's fantastic.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Ken. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks to our show sponsor, Capital, Porter Capital. Have a great week. And don't forget, as always, you guys know what I'm going to say. Cash flow is king.
0: This has been Mr. Biz Radio. To learn how to become part of Mr. Biz Nation, visit MrBizSolutions.com. For access to free weekly content, subscribe to the Mr. Biz YouTube channel and follow him on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. To listen to archive shows, you can find them on the Mr. Biz Solutions website.